Hey, it's Andy from Talking to Teens. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review. Reviews on Apple and Spotify help other parents find the show, and that helps us keep the lights on. Thanks for being a listener, and here's the show. You're listening to Talking to Teens, where we speak with leading experts from a variety of disciplines about the art and science of parenting teenagers. I'm your host, Andy Earle. We're here today with Jeremy Bandari, the author of Trust the Grind, How World-Class Athletes Got to the Top. After spending some time working at ESPN, Jeremy decided to write this book. Jeremy interviewed some of the best athletes in history to learn their keys to victory and found research that backed up what the athletes were saying. Really excited to talk to Jeremy today about the lessons he learned from some of the world's top athletes about how they became successful, about what they learned from their parents, and how their experiences during their teenage years set them on the path to success. Jeremy, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. So talk to me, what got you uh, into doing all this stuff? Yeah, so I guess uh, a brief overview would be I started uh, following my graduation from college at UMass. A month after graduating, I actually got offered a job at ESPN as a sports researcher. I'd always been heavily invested in sports, super passionate about athletes. All my role models were athletes and whatnot. So I started working there. And as you know, ESPN is heavily centered around numbers and stats and data crunching. And how do we tell a tale using numbers and analytics to show that this player is better than this player, this team is better than this team, and so on. And I was like, man, that's beautiful, right? It's cool. It's why we love sports, the numbers, the greatness, the history of it. But I realized, you know, there's so much more to sports athletes and there's so much more to these men and women's stories that we can be Hmm. using as a teaching point. Something instilled in me was always like, I want to be of service. I want to inspire. I want to teach people like maybe lessons that I wish I had when I was young. So I just really started thinking back. I was like, hey, what would Jeremy have wanted when he was like 10, 11, 12 years old that would have kind of pushed him in the right direction or what would he have wanted to hear from from some of the athletes that he grew up watching and grew up idolizing and grew up pretending to be on the court? From there, man, I just kind of took that ideology and just sparked the whole project. So I thought there was a lot of great lessons in here about, you know, growing up. One thing you talk about is Chipper. Chipper Jones, he's got something where he talks about um, being a parent himself and trying to instill the same lessons that his mother and father taught him. And he thinks the most important thing is for them to know that he supports them in whatever they do, as long as they commit to it and show me that they're going to work hard at whatever it might be. I try to simply teach them that hard work will always pay off whether or not you get the desired results. That was a fantastic, as you know, it starts out the project. It's to, um, the the first thing, in my opinion, if you're looking to be happy, if you're looking to be successful, well, let's start out with what in your mind, you close your eyes, you dream, what is it that you actually aspire to be? Who do you aspire to be? Like, 
where do you want to live? What car? What do you want to accomplish while you're here? And um, that's why I, I like to introduce the project off with like, hey, let's set goals. Let's before let's draw the curtain back. Let's find out who you are from a personal level, not not what your parents want you to be, not what the teacher says or who, who do you personally want when you look in the mirror? What do you see? So I thought that was so cool to have a legendary Hall of Fame baseball player like Chipper Jones to uh, to talk about goals. Yeah. And it was just so interesting to kind of get his his viewpoint on it because, you know, we, we referenced an, an interview that he did when he was like 24 years old. And he said he was asked by the reporter, what are your upcoming goals for the season? And he said these crazy numbers that like it's it's hard to even imagine doing it. Only one person in Braves history had ever accomplished. And then two years later, he, he accomplishes what he said. So it, the whole idea is like set the loftiest, set goals as high as humanly possible. You just never know. And um, when you say them out loud, it gives you courage. It gives you confidence. People are going to follow up with you on them. So when you're a parent out there, a kid, like it just set the time to like really find out what that particular individual wants to do. And it's going to change as you get older. But, but, but aside from uh, the actual setting goal stage, uh, the thing that Chipper didn't know was he credited his parents with a lot of his success. They saw obviously the baseball talent at a young age and, and they sent him off to a private school, I think in uh, the 10th grade, uh, this esteemed private school where not only the education was better, but the, the play on the field was, was increased. So, uh, that just gave him another opportunity to uh, better himself, not only in the classroom, but on the field. So, you know, to have that support around you is just priceless. And it's just, it's very important that you recognize that. And it's great that Chipper notices that and that he's there now. He's in that stage of he's raising kids. And now he's the one who's saying, all right, what are they good at? Right, how can I get, put them in the right position? And it's just so great. So uh, parents be supportive and kids be open to when your parents are supporting you because they know a little bit more. Mm. It seemed like a theme in a lot of these stories that I thought was really cool that there was an adult that was really supportive of the kid. And it wasn't always the parent necessarily, but there, you know, a, a lot of times is someone there. Um, and I think that's, you know, important, important, powerful. Okay, so then you've also got a story of this guy, Gary Player, and he's really amazing golfer. Um, <laughs> you have a story about when he's 17 years old, and um, instead of going to college, he wants to just travel around and play golf. And he tells his dad, and his dad disagrees, but, but he still goes and buys him a set of golf clubs uh, and actually takes out a loan in order to buy him golf clubs. So I thought that was like a really cool story about, you know, believing in your kid and letting them make a choice even when you think it might be the wrong choice but still supporting them in it which is really cool to do yeah I thought that was interesting as well where it's like you know obviously when you're 17 there's a lot more flexibility you have as far as your career path you know you can't um sure. for the most part you're allowed to kind of take chances and I think his dad really recognized that where hey this kid's got a dream who am I to deter that um, deter this individual yeah. from, from doing what he really wants inside. It's just so awesome to have parents see that and not only see it, but embrace it from, um, from a leadership standpoint to really, really harp in and hone in on what that person wants to do and, and being of service, not, not directing them, but letting that kid kind of pave his own path and just being there. Hey, I can do this for you. And obviously, you know, he bought him clubs and, uh, you know, it helped him out a lot, but it's just cool to, to see a parent kind of, 
instead of being the one to um, provide advice to, they're listening more. And I think the right. better we know you need to do this. No, you're doing that wrong. <laughs> right. The more we the more we listen, it doesn't matter if you're a kid or parent, the better off. So just hearing people out and letting them express who they are, because at the end of the day, they people are who they are. And if they express a certain yeah. way about an adoration for golf and an adoration for whatever sport it is, you got to embrace that. You got to accept that. And you got to go with that because that's just them being exactly who they are. You know, it's not someone pushing them in, in a different way. And the more natural we feel um, with our thoughts or the more natural we feel with our actions, the, the better off we're going to be in life. So it's just really good to see parents mm-hmm. being supportive and being there for their kids. Okay, he Gary Player also said a person's most valuable assets are their health and time. Regular exercise and a proper diet ensure better health and likely more quality time on this earth. Yeah, I thought that was a great point. And just um, how, you know, part of being a good parent or being there for your family is also, you know, taking care of your own health at a really high level because that just allows you to be so much more and provide so much more value so yeah i mean i think it's just it doesn't matter if you're an athlete whatever profession you, you end up doing it's like if you don't have your mind right and your body right you, you know it's, you're not going to be effective you're not going to be efficient in whatever you do so that's why the first thing it's got to be the first thing on your mind is like the foods you're eating even the content you're absorbing or people you're around just you got to make sure your mind is strong and your body is strong. You don't got to, you know, Gary player, he's still working out like crazy in his eighties. I'm not saying you got to work out. <laughs> you don't got to work out every day if that's not your thing. But if you're not a gym rat, you know, maybe go for walks, maybe, you know, jump rope a little bit, whatever it takes and mm-hmm. whatever you can fit into your personal schedule. But just know that that's the, that's the most important thing is, is your physical and mental health over everything, no matter what goes on in your reality. If you take care of those two things, you're going to be in a great position for success. Okay, this is awesome. Also, Dina Castor is talking about how to handle high stress scenarios. And the number one piece of advice is she says, give yourself the advice you would give your friend or sister. Tell yourself, it's just a driving test. The worst case scenario is mom will still have to drop me off at school, or maybe I can have a friend take me. And I think that's, it's so important because as, especially as a teenager, because uh, it's so easy to like, just think everything is so important that, you know, that I think is profound, uh, at, at, as her first piece of advice is just like, you know, what teenagers need to hear so often, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. You got this. <laughs> yeah. I think that was so cool of Dina to, I mean, here's someone who's won medals in the Olympics and these marathon records and then now she's talking about just, hey, simplify stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, our minds, we make it so much bigger than it actually is. If we have a problem in our minds, it's majority of the time, 10 times worse than the actual reality. And especially at the teenage teenage level, you know, it's like we, if something happens in school or if something like, like a driving test or you fail your permit and you, you know, you freak out or you struggle in school at a particular class, or maybe you're not fitting in with the right friends you want to, or you're not getting invited to the weekend parties. Like that happens all the time at that age. And 
let's just take back and realize, is it really that big of a deal? And I really like what she says. It's just kind of breaking it down to its simplest form. It's like, hey, before you overreact, before you get invested emotionally in something, just peel back the curtain and just take a look, real hard, raw look at the situation at hand and find out, is it really worth stressing over? Is it really worth crying over? Is Can I fix it? Is there something I can do? How do I just grow? You know, and it's just life's a lot simpler especially when it comes to times where we we get upset or over emotional and, and just often just overreactive towards stuff we really don't need to be putting energy towards but it's hard sometimes <laughs> you know that's just that's what makes people human you know um, people it just there's yeah. ups there's downs there's good there's bad there's love there's hate so just, just understanding like you even saying it's hard sometimes you understand that it's going to be difficult at times. So just knowing that, Hey, when I'm in a situation that I'm not getting the results, I understand what's happening. I'm not going to over, like, I understand that this is part of the game. So to say, it's like, you got to understand that it's, it's not always, you know, going to be free swinging and whatnot, but just embracing even the down, embracing the, the times. Cause you know, Hey, I know if this is happening to me today. Tomorrow can be even better. I know, you know, it's only up from here mentality, so to say. So, just understanding when you're in those circumstances where you feel down, you feel lost, you feel angry, upset, irritated, just to know like, hey, tomorrow I'm just one, one hit away from making everything better. It's similar to what you heard from Luis Gonzalez. He says one of his biggest pieces of advice is when you fail, keep going. That's really it. If you make a promise to yourself that you'll never give up, you will eventually succeed. Yeah, I think the key, and especially when it comes to failure, I mean, society puts such like a negative tone on the idea of not getting the results you want. Like the first time around you do something, like you know how rare it is yeah. to like try something and it immediately works exactly. Hey, it's the, working. Right? You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Right. It's like society has instilled in us that if you don't get the results you want, then like, oh, you can't do this anymore. You screwed up. And it's just the most irrational way of thinking where it's like, it, mm. it's just part, like he said, if you just keep trying, if you keep going, like we reference um, an at bat he had against Mariano Rivera, the arguably the greatest closer in baseball of all time. And the five previous times he faced him, he couldn't hit it. He got out every time striking out, barely making contact, mm. like not being able to even see it well. And uh, that doesn't stop. doesn't mean, you know, when his time's, up in the order it doesn't mean he's not, you know coach i'm not ready you know it's like no it's like i want this <laughs> give me the bat just because i fail five times in a row doesn't mean this. the sixth time is going to be the same like and that's the mentality you need i think the best way to go about it is just explaining to kids coming up with thousands of examples and instilling in them hey like i think we referenced albert einstein failing and, and all these people like if you just elon musk i mean there's so many people that like talk about hey i failed so many times and then by the hundredth time or the sixth time, you know, everyone's going to fail, succeed at different times. But it's so rare that someone just picks it up right off the bat. And it just the more we instill in them and just teach other, I mean, it's, it sounds crazy, but the most successful people in the world have failed tremendously. And it just, yep. it doesn't add up. But if you really take a look at their careers, there's always something that at first it didn't work for them, or maybe they need to recognize and you know, you don't just get a million followers overnight and whatnot. It's like, a, it's a gradual <laughs> right. step. And I think, um, I think it's just so important. We just, Hey, let's take a bunch of examples and just constantly, constantly fill their brains with, Hey, this person failed so many times. So that way we don't look at that mm. fail failure F word as like this negative form, you know? So it's just, it's just kind of changing the narrative. 
So there's also someone you talk about, Ryan Sheckler. He specifically talks about the support from his family as being really, really important, getting him through some really difficult times and instilling this really uh, strong work ethic in him. But he thinks having just a close circle of people um, with his family and some really lifelong friends and having them around him has been really instrumental in his success. So I wonder like, if you have any impression of why uh, that was or how we can be more like that as well. Yeah, I think for, for any teen out there, I mean, if you take Ryan's example, it's just he found out through his experience that a couple of real ones are better than a bunch of, you know, so to, quote unquote, yes men, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like the best way to to aid teenagers um, in terms of relationships is just really just, you know, maybe make a write down friends and write down who they are and, and you know, what they mean to you, right? And, and like, what 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 does their energy when you're around them, what does that mean? Is it someone who makes you laugh? Do they lift you up when you're down? Is it, Hey, they're really good yeah. at sports and I want to be good at sports. So I'm going to surround myself with them. Like, what is it about that particular individual, that teacher, that coach, that friend, whoever, that, that family member, it's like, just get a piece of paper, write down what that person is and what that means to you. And it's going to be, you know, it can be something silly. Like I said, like, Hey, they make me laugh. That's why I want them around me. You know, or it could be something massive where it's like, hey, they're really smart in this category and I want to be smart in this uh, department as well. So that's why I'm going to hang around them, study after school with them, whatnot. But that's what it comes down to is, hey, just just sit down, identify what that person means to you. And if you can't come up with a really clear, positive message, then maybe that person is detrimental mm. to you. I don't know. Uh, only you know that. Only that individual knows what that person brings to the table. But but, yeah. but really take that. Set aside, you know, that takes, what, five minutes? I mean, come on write down and it'll be fun. You write down, you realize things you don't even know. It's like, Oh my, I didn't even know that this person is in my life because they're, they always lift me up when I'm down. Like that's such a good trait. I'm going to tell them that, you know, and it's just, it's all about spreading good. If you want to be good, you got to spread good. So um, that's a really good, valuable lesson that I learned. And I think it's cool that, uh, that Ryan touches upon, upon that stuff. You've got someone named Andrew Jones, and he has this crazy confidence in himself. Um, <laughs> and he says it's because his dad was always challenging him. Uh, he says, he says, growing up, he challenged me in a bunch of stuff that kind of built my confidence. He'd ask, how many push-ups can you do in a row? How high you can jump? How deep can you dive into the ocean? Yeah. Um, and I thought that was like a really cool example um, of kind of pushing your kids and challenging them and, you know, how they step up to that. And that can really, well, be motivating, you know, there's something about, there's something just innately competitive in humans that when someone puts a challenge in front of us, you know, we just want to do it. Um, And so I thought that was like really, really cool and smart uh, of that his dad did that. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I think that's why I was, I was happy to kind of center the project around sports because like there's, there's just something about competition that brings the best out of out of humans in any form. And yeah, in terms of Andrew's um, upbringing, I think that's something that any parent should really look at and embrace, right? Where it's like, hey, the first, you know, eight to 10 years of a kid's life, really, that's what shapes their subconscious. And that's what shapes their brain. And 
you only are what your surroundings have given you. So it's like, if you grow up with that whole message of like being challenged and, and trying to reach a goal, and even if it's setting, Hey, I bet you can't swim to the pool, the, uh, the end and back in a certain amount of time, or, Hey, can you do uh, 50 jumping jacks or 25 pushups, whatever it is? Like if you're doing that as a kid and you're that you're immediately instilling into that girl or boy, like, Hey, I'm going to compete. I'm going to try to win. And I'm going to try to, you know, reach this goal no matter what. And it's like, if you instill yeah. that at a young age, as they mature, that's all they're going to know is competition. And, and as you know, competition, like I said, brings the best out of people in work and school and business, whatever. So it's like uh, in sport, of course. So, you know, as he's ready, as he's <clears throat> getting to the MLB, he's, that's all he's thinking about. And even when he gets down, he knows like, Hey, I'm, I've been here. I can do it. You know, I've been challenged before and a bunch of different things and I've succeeded. It's no different now just because the lights are brighter. That doesn't mean I can't succeed. And it's like I said, it's simplifying, you know, taking that page back and saying like, hey, you know, I remember being challenged um, by the amount of pushups I could do by my dad. So why is that? So just because this pitcher has challenged me, there's no difference. It's just it's the same. It's just a challenge. So just just understanding, yeah. like I said, just because if the lights are brighter, or the um, there's more money on the line and whatnot. It's just it doesn't matter. It's like you got to have that mentality that you can do anything you put your mind to through uh, through mental uh, preparation as well as of course physical. We're here with Jeremy Bandari talking about how world-class athletes got to the top and what lessons parents can learn from them. And we're not done yet. Here's a look at what's coming up in the second half of the show. As we know, I mean, through, through social media, through the news, it gets so hard. Comparison is probably the hardest thing that everyone struggles with. It doesn't matter who you are, but it does no good to put energy towards thinking about someone else's path, unless it's in a positive light. Mm -hmm. It feels great to be happy for other people. And I think that's the only way it should be embraced. It shouldn't be like oh, jealousy or envy. It's it just, we know that jealousy and envy lead to negative emotions and feeling bad about yourself. So why even go down that lane? Every time you wake up, you have a chance to do something great. It's crazy when you really look at the statistics and the research they've done, there's something magical, there's something powerful when you actually script it, I'm not talking about going on your Mac or going on your iPhone. It's like, no, get a piece of paper out, script it. It really comes to life. Just write it down. You got to remember it more and you constantly read it. And it's, it really gives it, it really gives it life. I don't know. You know, it's hard to really explain the powers of it, but when you see the research done, when you see the reference of um, the athletes talking about it and write stuff down and say it out loud, you know, have the valor, have the confidence, to say your goals out loud. Cause if you tell the person next to you, if you tell your mom, they're going to follow up. And when people follow up that you don't want to let them down. And all of a sudden now you're working harder because you told mom, you're going to get the A in science class. So now you're staying after yeah. because, oh, I can't let mom down. I told her this, I wrote it down. I said, I was going to do it. And now I'm putting in more work. So it's like inherently like the more we say things aloud, the more people we tell, we're, it's going to make us work harder. So, you know, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. It's just taking that piece of paper and finding out exactly who you are. And that's something any kid can do, no matter if you're an athlete or what. Want to hear the full interview? Sign up for a subscription today. You get unlimited access to all the interviews I've conducted. It's completely affordable. And your subscription helps support the work we do here at Talking to Teens. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.